Good morning, and welcome to our MomQ summer podcast series called Practicing the Presence of God in the Chaos of Summer. Over the next couple of months, we're going to be talking to busy moms of all ages who will share how they maintain continual fellowship with God and rest in His peace each day during the routine absent summertime. Thank you for joining us. Well, good morning. I have with me today Jess Gerke. Jess is one of our MomQ leaders. She is an amazing woman of faith. She has an amazing servant's heart. I've seen in action, and she's also a neighbor and a good friend of mine. Jess was born in Mexico and raised Catholic in a traditional Catholic home. She came to the U.S. when she was 12 years old with her newly remarried mom and brother. One day we're going to have her share that part of her story with us, but today we're going to focus on a truly miraculous journey that she and her husband took, a mission trip to Costa Rica in 2015. God was so undoubtedly present and working on that trip, and you're going to be awestruck by the power of God. So welcome, Jess. Thank you. Thank you, Candice. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Good to have you. So Jess, why don't you start by telling us just a little bit about yourself and your family? Yes. So as you mentioned, I was born in Mexico and I came to the States when I was 12. Um, I met my husband and we got married. We lived up in Chicago. We now have two wonderful children. Um, and one is a teenager and one is on the brink of being a teenager. And um, I did. I, I grew up in a very traditional Catholic home. Um, and, you know, going to uh, church every Sunday and, and, you know, just doing all the things. Um, but I never, uh, had a personal relationship with Jesus. And so, um, by 2010, we, um, moved to Austin and, um, and by 2011, um, my husband had gotten into a pretty bad car accident my grandmother passed away that year um, and um, and our house burned down. And it was through that process um, that I, um, I had started going to a Bible study. And it was uh, through that process that I finally surrendered my life to Jesus. Oh, that's so, that's great, Jess. And And you just felt this calling, right? And you knew that you needed maybe some help during that uh, difficult season, and and God oh, met absolutely. you. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been a um, control freak. <laughs> I needed to control every aspect of my life uh, to feel safe, and um, and really, it was the illusion of control, right? Because we don't really have control over any of it. Um, but through everything that happened that year, it it became very apparent to me that I indeed did not have the control, that God was in control, and I just needed to align my heart to his plan. That's beautiful. And it's amazing. As soon as I did that, um, my life completely turned around. Wow. That, you know, that's what uh, something <clears throat> that draws so many of us, especially women, um, and to to be able to surrender your life like that is so, so amazing. Um, so tell us a little bit about your husband, Dave, and was he a believer when you became a believer? Uh, no, he was not. And actually, this was uh, something that caused friction in our marriage from the very beginning that I tried to get him to go to church with me on Sundays. And 
Um, and he grew up uh, a Catholic as well, but really only going to church once a year or weddings and um, not really um, living out his faith. And so that had been, um, a, you know, a little pebble in our marriage shoe. <laughs> um, it's a good way and, to put it. Um, yes. Yeah. But then once I had a personal relationship with Jesus, I realized that it was not my job. And so I just, you know, opened up my, my arms and just gave it all to him. Um, and it actually took four years and many, many people stepping into his life for him to finally um, surrender his, surrender his life uh, to Jesus. But he did, he did. Um, and he, uh, so I surrendered my life in 2011. Um, he finally came to know Jesus by uh, 2014. And then I was um, kind of approached and asked if uh, we would be interested in doing a mission trip. And right away, you know, I, I prayed about it and I was like, yes, yes, this is what I want to do. And so there was a uh, Nicaragua trip that was going to take place in the summer of 2015. And, and so I signed up and I told David about it. And, um, and he's like, you know what? I want to sign up too. Um, and so it was very early on, right? I mean, I've only been walking with Jesus for about four years. And for David, it was fresh. Um, although he did a lot of study during that time, right? I mean, when he finally announced his decision, he was 100% sure. No questions were left unanswered. <laughs> I love that. Yes. I know Dave. <clears throat> I know how he um, analyzes and studies. So I do know that. Um, and you know, that's one of the beauties of Christianity is that it can withstand that. And it, it and yes. God beckons us to do that kind of seeking and he will he will uh, show us the way. So, right. So that Absolutely. was early in Dave's walk. And and yet I know Dave and his enthusiasm for Jesus, and he just wanted to go <laughs> for it. So, um, so then mm-hmm. what happened? So you both signed up for this trip. And then we what? signed up for the trip and, you know, we, we started going to the trainings and stuff in the midst of this, we find out that David has cancer. He's got thyroid cancer. And so um, we asked the surgeon, like, we have this mission trip, you know, coming up. Um, I think we were like a month or two out. And we said, what should we do? And he said, well, you know, it's really up to you, right? You're, you're the patient. It's your decision. He's like, but, um, well, I mean, I can totally do the surgery after you get back. And so we prayed about it and we decided that we were going to honor our commitment. And God had call us, called us to go to coast or at that point, it was still Nicaragua. <laughs> um, and so we decided to postpone the surgery until we uh, got back. And uh, so we kept going to the trainings. And then uh, suddenly this trip to like <clears throat> go help out in Costa Rica was canceled. And they um, offered you us. You mean Nicaragua, to, right? Sorry, to Nicaragua yeah. was canceled. And then, but there was a trip to Costa Rica and it, it involved like painting a church or something. And we we're like, yes. I mean, we had gone to, um, to Costa Rica on our honeymoon. And and so we're like, we love Costa Rica. Like, that's even better, right? And so we're like, yes, we'll we'll do the Costa Rica trip instead. And um, and as we were getting further in the training, all of a sudden this trip to like go do some work 
um, turned into like doing vision clinics and doing some soccer ministry and maybe some door to door evangelizing. Well, that scared us, right? I mean, mm-hmm. um, sure. it, it was completely out of our wheelhouse. Um, and so we kept praying about it and, you know, kind of surrendering and saying, well, whatever we're asked to do, we're going to do, right? And we're going to do it with a happy heart. It just, we may be nervous about it, but we're going to submit. Such um, faith. And sure enough, you know, weeks before we left, they're like, Yes, it'll be mainly door-to-door evangelizing. Um, We will have some vision uh, clinics and we're going to do some soccer ministry. Um, And also, by the way, we weren't able to secure enough translators, but you speak Spanish, right, Jess? (laughs) So at this point, all of my um, Bible study really, right, had been done in English. Because I was going to Bible studies with with ladies who who um, uh, spoke English, and so um, I felt completely inadequate. I didn't know the jargon, really. I mean, you know, Bible speak <laughs> in Spanish, and so I was very nervous. So I right away went and got a side by side Spanish English Bible and started, you know, getting to work. Um, but I did not feel like I could do it. Um, but again, I was like, I'm going to submit and just kind of ask God to speak through me and let the Holy Spirit take over. And it won't be my thing, right? Just um, so good. Yeah, it, it was it was nerve wracking. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, because you're the only adults there. Um, also, you're going to kind of be leaders and, um, and you'll be in charge of, you know, a bunch of teenagers as well. And I I gotta tell you, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, I love how the Lord took you to the end of yourself, right? There was you, all the things that you normally rely on controlling Jess had, you were stepping into, I mean, what a leap of faith into this trip and your, and your, uh, trust that you just kept saying the Lord's going to do a work and he's going yeah. to take over. I just, I yeah. just think that's incredible. So, well, and, and my prayer throughout um, 2011, right. Uh, everything that happened that year. Um, and after I gave my, my life to Jesus, I just kept saying, align my heart to your will, align my heart to your will, right. Your will be done. Just bring my heart along with it. And so during the preparation for this trip, I kept saying the same thing, like just align my heart and, and give me (laughs) the tools, um, to do your will, right. Not my Mm -hmm. will, but yours. Um, but it was, it was amazing actually through this process, we got to know a lot of the teenagers that, that, that went to our church who are now, you know, a lot of them are married, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that went to our church and just to see the depth of their belief and, and, and the maturity, right. Um, in the, in these very young people and seeing them be like, so willing to do whatever was asked of them, um, a little bit, it, it put me in my place, right? Like if, if they can do it so young, why can't I? And so that too, I was like, okay, we need to 
you know, rein in the fear and just go with it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So we are going to advance to your in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. You, um, you guys, it's the first day of your trip and you were assigned yes. to a team, right? You were yes. assigned a team. We were and- assigned a group of teams to lead. Um, okay. And not so much lead spiritually, but like in, in actual physical, like this is what we're going to do and we're going to uh, try to keep you safe. Um, and so we had, um, I believe, five teams and each team consisted of um, uh, a local church person, um, the translator and somebody from uh, the States, one of the, the teenagers from um, from the States that came with us. And so, so here you had, are. Yes. Um, here we are, 15 nope. people plus us, because uh, for us, it was just Dave, myself, and a local person. I was the translator. Um, and, um, and so we pile into a van and, uh, and we get driven to a, a part of um, where we were at. We were at La Luisa. And so we're driven into a part of town and um and we get out of the van and i look down the street and i'm like okay so we're just gonna send teams into each to knock at each door right and we're gonna walk down the street and we'll take the last house and as people get done they'll just walk down to us and and we'll meet up at the end of the street and so that's what we did you know we sent one team to knock on a door and the next one and the next one and the next one and then um, and then we were getting the last door. Um, and it's not like U.S. streets, right? I mean, the street was a little wonky. And so the very last house, there was a, a dog that was barking. And I mean, that dog sounded furious. And um, the local person that we had was actually a, a young man. And he's like, oh, no, no, like that dog is all barking, no bite. Like, he'll be fine. We'll just, you know forge ahead. And so we did, you know, we, we trusted him and we walked down the lane um, and we knocked on the door and um, a young boy uh, um, answered the door and we asked if we could come in and just um, chat with him. And he said, yes. Um, And then Dave proceeded to share his testimony and I translated for him and, um, and he decided that yes, he wanted to um, accept Jesus into his heart, and he was wow. interested. Um, and and it was really interesting because a lot of the struggles um, that he had with accepting were very similar to David's, and so they were able to uh, connect on that level. And so we were praying for him, and as we we're praying for him, his mother arrives. And, um, and so we, we're greeting each other and getting, uh, introducing each ourselves. And, uh, and she shares that she had, um, heart surgery, um, like the year before. And, um, and that through that process, she had actually come to know Jesus because her husband was, uh, going to the Christian church, not the Catholic, not the local Catholic church. But, um, and so she was very happy to know Jesus and to have a full heart. But through that process, she had lost her family. Hmm. Um, and so um, at the end of, um, of, you know, kind of sharing the gospel and everything, um, 
you know, we were asking, is there something we can pray for, for you? And so her prayer was that, um, that Jesus would, would reach her sisters. And that's who she missed the most, right? Her relationship with her sisters. And so we did, we, we prayed that we asked her if we could come back and do a Bible study. And she was very open to that. And so that was wonderful. We, we left and, um, and you felt we gathered. Good. It felt so good. It felt so mm-hmm. good, right? And for the first thing to be so positive, we're like, oh my gosh, I mean, this is amazing, right? Like, it's not as scary. And I mean, it was scary, but but we can mm-hmm. do it. And, and it was mm-hmm. so positive and I felt so full. Um, so we left her house. We gathered all of our teams. Um, we piled back in the van. You know, we, we go have lunch and then uh, we did um, the vision clinic afterwards. And so we were inviting everybody to come to the vision clinic afterwards. Um, okay. Well, so for first yeah, so day. The, yeah. So positive. So wonderful. Yeah. And even in the vision clinic, you know, to, to feel like you're doing something, it's always, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, very helpful. Okay. So, so fa- Second day. Fast forward to the second day, right? And so uh, basically the same thing, right? We're going to pile up. We have the same teams. We're going to get in the van. And this time they drove us to a different part of town. We were kind of more um, in the downtown area, if you will. I mean, this is a very small town, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, if, if you would consider this area, would be more like the downtown area. And so the houses were a little bit smaller, Um and uh, and same thing, we got out of the van and I, we start sending the groups to, to each house to knock on the door and we take the, the last one and the door was already open and, you know, we greeted the, the, the lady who was sitting um, on her chair watching TV and we asked if we could speak to her and she kind of, you know, nodded yes. And so um, I started sharing uh, my testimony and... Um, and she seemed, I mean, she was listening, but she wasn't really engaging. Um, and, but I, you know, I, I kept like trying to get her to like draw her out. Right. Mm-hmm. And suddenly <clears throat> she says, uh, okay, well, I have to go because it's time to go pick up my son from school. Um, but thank you so much for coming. And I asked her, is it okay if we come back? to do a Bible study. And she said, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And so, oh, I forgot to tell you, at the end of our meetings, we were to ask the people for their full name and, you know, information so that we can come back and do the Bible study with them. And so when we went the day before, I got, you know, the the ladies, we get first name and the two last names, as it is customary in uh, Latin America, you give the paternal and the maternal last name. And so she goes to give me her name and guess who she was? What? She was the second sister. She had okay. the same last names. So tell us the name of the first sister. Um, so it's Roxana is the first sister. Okay. Um, and, and this very specific double last name. And she has, so I'm just going to recap for a second. So she has asked you the first day to pray that she would be able to renew her relationship with her sisters that she lost because yes. of her um, sort of conversion uh, to Christianity in a different way yes. than Catholicism. And so she lost that relationship. And so randomly, the next day, 
you end up and the name that the second lady gives you, tell us what happened when you took that name. So um, Diana, which is the second sister, gives me her name and then her two last names. And then she runs off to go pick up her son, right? But we're invited to come back. And I'm walking out and I'm like, okay. And Dave's like, what's up? And I'm like, this is so weird. I'm like, can you tell me, do you remember Roxana's last names? And he's like, yeah, it was this and that. And I'm like, look at this. And so I show him the paper and he's like, is she relate? I'm like, that is her sister. It has to be, right? There's two last names that match. And so we were blown away, right? Of course. We're like, oh my goodness, could this really be happening? Did the Holy Spirit really lead us to the door of uh, Roxana's sister, right? So we could pray pray with her. Um, Incredible. And so after that, we um, that day we had a soccer ministry, and so we were inviting everybody. And uh, Diana actually went to the soccer um, ministry and she brought her son and she had a very interesting conversation with the pastor and it had to do around um, her feeling like she was um, shunned almost because she lived with a man whom she wasn't married with and um, and that she had felt suicidal. And I don't remember this, but Dave says that this is what I shared with her. Um, when I was very young, I actually had um, a suicide attempt. And when I was sharing my testimony with her, it led to that. And, and we were talking about that. Um, incredible. I know. It's, I, know, I just keep yeah. saying incredible. It's just incredible. <laughs> Yeah, ima- I know. Imagine living it. I the whole time I just kept saying this is amazing, and I and I felt and I still feel so fortunate that that God would let us see Him at work that way. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. amazing. That his hand in in all of it would be so apparent. Um, usually, you know, they say God works in mysterious ways, and He does, but do actually see see it and realize that as it's happening it's just mind-boggling and i feel so honored that he let us right that. and and the story um, doesn't end there so diana has shared with the pastor that you kind of stepped in at just the right moment that she was really in the dumps and thinking about suicide and now she's encouraged and she's at the soccer ministry you know reaching out to the pastor so that relationship has been uh, formed and we'll go forward. Not yes. to mention that she, you've, and you they're know, able sure. to minister to her and her family and, and make sure that she is nearing God, right. That she has a relationship with God, even if, if the relationships with her community are strained. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, and that's the beauty of, um, for example, that community, right? That they, they're like, anybody can come to our church. It doesn't matter what is going on in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Nobody is beyond redemption, redemption and nobody is beyond God's love. You know, and that's the Bible. That's the story of the Bible. So yes, ma'am. yeah. Okay. So praise God. This is amazing. And then it doesn't end there. It does not. It does not. So, um, the, the next day, uh, uh, we did 
uh, soccer ministry in the in the morning, and then we did vision uh, ministry in the evening. And then the day after that, it was our very last day to go door to door again. And so we piled our teams into the van, and they take us like out, out, like up a hill, right? And the houses here are a little bit bigger. They have a lot of yard and they have like fruit trees. And I mean, they look a lot nicer, nicer than everything we've seen so far. And, uh, and it is on a hill. And so we get out of, out of the van and we're walking up the hill and, um, and it, mind you, it is completely random, right? Because the driver was like, oh, you know, talking to the other person, one of the local people, uh, which way should we go? Should I go take the street? I mean, it wasn't like they knew where they were going. They were just kind of like, maybe we'll go to the street. Maybe we'll go to, you know? Um, and so we end up on this, on this hill and we get out of the car and same thing. I start saying, you guys go to that door. You guys go to, to that door. And we're walking up the hill because these houses are further apart from each other. And we get to the very top of the hill and there's only one house left and two teams. And, um, and so, you know, I took the easy way out and I was like, you guys take this house. And the, um, the teenager, um, is actually a neighbor of mine. And so I, I really wanted to hear her testimony. And I, I asked her, I said, would you mind if we went in with you and just sat in the background and listened to your testimony? And she was like, absolutely, that's fine. So here's, you know, six people knocking at this door and um, she opens up and she welcomes us in and we all sit and um, Abby starts uh, sharing her testimony and they're having a very nice conversation. And all of a sudden, um, the woman says, you know, something about being Catholic and this and that. And I tried to restrain myself, but I, I felt the calling of the Holy Spirit, right? And I was like, do you mind if I share what it was like for me having a Catholic background and then um, really starting to go to a Christian church and what that meant? culturally for me and with my family right and so I start sharing that um with with the woman and uh at one point we're both crying (laughs) I mean it was just so powerful right and so we you know we asked her is it okay if we come back and do a bible study and um and she said absolutely and so I go to take down her information and she tells me her name is Ana Luz. And then she tells me her first and her last name. And I start bawling again. And she's like, what? And I'm like, you don't understand. I said, do you know Roxana? Oh, yes, yes, that's my sister. No. I said, do you know Diana? She's like, yes, that's my other sister. And I said, do you realize? I said, we've been here a week. I said, and we have visited three homes. And it was the home of Roxana, Diana, and your home. I said, the Holy Spirit led us to your doors. Unbelievable. And and then I told her, I said, and Roxana's prayer at the beginning of the week was that she would have a relationship again with her sisters and that she would be reunited. I mean, she was crying. I was crying. It was, it it, it was, the Holy Spirit was so palpable. Mm-hmm. God was in that room. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so we um, asked her, would it be okay if we did the Bible study here? And, and she said, and I'm going to invite my sisters. This and is... so we did, we came the next day, the pastor, the local pastor came with us and we did a Bible study. It was not only the three sisters, but the, uh, the mother-in-law and one of the sister-in-laws was also there. And we had a house full. There were some of the children as well. Um, and, and we did a, um, a Bible study with the three sisters. Um, and they oh. weren't speaking terms again. <laughs> Only God. Only, Only God. Only God. Only God. It's, I, to summarize all that, Jess, um, I found, so the verse that we have for this week, as we're going through our summer podcast series is James 4, 8. Mm -hmm. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. And I can't get over even how well this applies to your story, mm -hmm. which of course was timed by the Lord in his providence. Mm -hmm. But um, kind of just as we wrap up, just summarize what you feel like when you read this verse and having just told us that story. Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, he asks, he wants to be in relationship with us, right? But it is up to us to allow it. He's not going to burst into your heart and, and, and take it. You have to allow it. Right. And how do you do that? You reach out mm -hmm. and you surrender your heart. And, um, and even though it, it was a little bit against the grain and we were scared and, um, and very hesitant, we, we allowed him to use us. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we, we're not perfect. We're not perfect by any means. And right. he can still use us. Mm. Right. It's um, just, it's just so good. And I, you know, and I see it, it just is, he will come near to you. And so this cry of Roxana's heart was for this relationship and he brought you guys in and answered her prayers. And that is what God does. And nothing is too big for him to do, even a miracle like the three sisters. And yes. truly, you guys got to see a miracle. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. And what I was saying earlier, I just feel so honored that he mm -hmm. let me live that. You know, and I mean, I'm sure that there are times when you might doubt, um, you know, God's faithfulness and all you have to do is remember the three sisters, right? Yes. Yes. All the time, all the time, you know, our hearts, our hearts are weak and, and our, our flesh is, is calls to do, you know, calls us to do things that, that are against his, his will. Um, and and the fear sits in, you know, you, you let the, the worries of this world kind of encroach on you. And so absolutely, anytime I'm feeling like I need to control things or like I'm drowning or like I, I am losing my way, all I have to do is remind myself how faithful he has been time and time again right? Time and time again, um, that whole year that, that, that we were struggling, 
um, and even through uh, Dave's cancer recovery, and and then to see him at work this way, um, all we have to do is remind ourselves he has been faithful, right, and he has proven um, his love for us over and over again. He's going to keep doing it, and we Amen. just have to trust. And so that reigns my heart back in and my prayer of just align my heart to your will. Whatever that is, just make my heart okay with that. That's so good, Jess. I, I'm i so glad that you shared this. Every time I hear this story, uh, this is the third time I'm still, I still get chills. It's just incredible. So um, I'm so glad that the Lord allowed you to be part of this and to share this story with us. And I just really, mm-hmm. I know our listeners are going to be very encouraged by um, how God worked in your life and their life and um, the three sisters, and then how he's going to work in our lives yeah. even today. One of, the things, one of the things that I would encourage all the moms to do is if you have stories where you have seen God work in your life, share them with your children, mm-hmm. share them with them. Um, because it's, it's so powerful for them, you know, and sometimes we're like, oh, well, you know, it's part of my story. And, and, you know, you remind yourself in, you know, in the quiet of your heart or your mind, um, but to actually speak it aloud and, um, and remind your children how faithful God has been in your life. Right. And set that expectation that, yes, he will be faithful in your life as well um, if you're reaching out for him. Right. If you are drawing near to him. Jess, it's so good. There, and there's so much more I want to talk to you about and just how, um, you know, you raised your kids up and and knowing this in the background and how God brought this into your life early in your journey for a purpose. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but we will continue this conversation. Absolutely. so thank you again so much for being on our show today and um, God bless. Yeah, it's always great talking to you. And thank I'll- you, dear. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Bye-bye.